the Gridiron Show. Week 5 is on the horizon. So we're going to pick all of our favourite games from this weekend. Tell you who's going to win, who's going to lose. And then you'll know to bet against us because we are about 90% wrong by the sounds of things. Plus we're going to look back on Thursday night football and we're going to look at the three still undefeated teams and say who's going to go undefeated the longest. Plus take your questions off Twitter. This is the Gridiron Show. Hello, welcome to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin and Ollie Hunter in the studio, and I'm actually in the studio this time. So yeah, I can finally, Ollie's beautiful ginger little face through the screen. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. I'm growing my beard. Oh, I did think that because you've kind of you've done the stash shave and like a trim around there, but at the bottom it's got a good good length yeah, to it. I th- I'm, I'm well, I'm going skiing uh, in the, right, the week off. before Christmas, so. I think it's kind of fun to have a big beard that gets all icicles in it. <laughs> so, um, but, but also, I don't like having a long moustache because it gets in your face. Uh, of course, it's on your face, but it gets in your mouth when you eat. You get stuff on it. Actually, I was speaking to someone today, someone from sales upstairs, uh, and I only noticed afterwards that I had a bit of grape nuts and um, yogurt <laughs> on my lip. <laughs> uh, so that is amazing. That's not cool. No, it's, it's. I've just left it. I think that's super sexy. I've just left it. I haven't said anything, um, and I'm cool with that. Uh, shall we? I was thinking. How are you anyway? What's going on? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, I'm all well. Um, I have basically spent the last two days on my sofa, not doing very much, which is nice. Did DraftKings today. Went along and did that. That was fun. Lovely. Who's, uh, your, who's your big tip? I fancy this week Demarius Thomas to have a big week against the Falcons. Okay. Is that with or without Trevor Simeon? I took Michael Cray either way. I think he'll have a big week either way. Uh, Because Paxton Lynch found uh, Emmanuel Sanders an awful lot. Do you think that will have any impact if it's Paxton Lynch over Demarius Thomas? He didn't find him that much. He found him for one big big catch. and And a load of others. You look at the highlights. It's all, num- all to number ten. Um, my big, my big one is though. I love uh, the way you just straight taking back that back. Raiders players against the Chargers with Jason Verrett confirmed with that yeah. ACL tear. He is going to be out for the rest of the season. We talked about it last week. So I mean, Michael Crabtree has become the new safety blanket. He's averaging twenty-two fantasy points a game at the moment. What a great move away from the 49ers Oh, incredible. <laughs> What a great shout that was. Um, we're going to answer all your questions on Twitter. Got loads of those coming in. Thank you at Gridiron for sending those over. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll ch- yeah, we'll go through the weekend's games, have a chat. We we were meant to have, and we talked about it earlier in this week. So Julio Jones was meant to join us on today's show. Uh, unfortunately, there's been some big Falcons news today, combined with the fact that after you have a 300-yard game, apparently you're needed for photo shoots and stuff like that. So Julio won't be joining us, but we will have him on next week. We have been promised that so he should be on this equivalent show next week okay that's great i'm happy about that um yeah make sure we ask him julio or julio have you had any it's julio i know but why isn't it julio julio Julio. is so much better julio julio jones uh or julio hones either way yeah ollie what have you been doing have you i've been doing doubles basically yeah you've been doing triples so i did a triple on on monday with the nfl show and then a bit more of that on the Tuesday and then last night it was just a double 
but you know and then tonight i've got another double but then with this it kind of makes it a bit of a triple do you know what i did last night uh let me see let me see did you go to the movies i went to the movies okay okay great did you see girl on the train with the beautiful emily blunt i didn't i do love emily blunt i went to see yeah, um, uh, high five through the glass deep water horizon that we just did that and no one else saw it Great. there we go self five <laughs> uh, you just safetyed uh, <laughs> <laughs> excellent see we made it NFL related uh, I went to see um, I've been to cinema quite a lot over the last few days actually oh I haven't I haven't I'm not using my Cineworld card well I well the thing is after I did like 15 days in a row I was like right I'm going to use these days to actually like put my feet up and enjoy myself so I went to see the free state of Jones which I quite enjoyed. I don't, I don't know. It, it was a bit rambling, a bit ambling. Could have easily had half an hour cut out of it. It's the Matthew McConaughey one based around the Civil War and the um, and the rights movement and stuff around then. Um, I then saw um, uh, Swiss Army Man, which uh, I thought could have been good, but ended up being dreadful. Who's in Swiss Army Man? Uh, it's Paul Dano, who I love, and Daniel Radcliffe, who I respect. Uh, and it's about Paul Dano. It's like a guy who's run away or has been stranded on a desert island and goes to kill himself and then finds a dead body and the dead body is Daniel Radcliffe but then in his imagination the dead body starts like talking to him and being his friend and in in its mind it should have been like a really good indie film and it kind of just didn't hit the mark it was a bit too many jokes about flatulence and dicks and stuff for that sort of film Mm. could have been quite a nice setup, and it just didn't quite work that's a shame you'd think they'd be better than that Oh. Uh, and went to see Deepwater Horizon last night, as you mentioned, with my wife. Which one's Deepwater Horizon? That's the Peter Berg one of Friday Night Lights fame about the BP oil spill. Oh, with yeah, Marky yeah. Mark Wahlberg. So much better than I was expecting. Really? Yeah, like, actually quite, like, not satirical, that's not the right word, but quite sartorial in terms of the way it attacks BP throughout, but also manages to stay kind of a thriller. I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of the time. The action sequence is very well done. Overall, a good solid, like, three and a half four-star film that's nice what out of ten no no out of five. Oh, right whoa 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 exactly whoa i thoroughly enjoyed it and i also watched about six episodes of australian masterchef and Do you know what I, it's proper good australian oh, it's MasterChef, so much better it? than yeah. ours so much yeah. better than ours i mean i love greg wallace but it's so much better than ours and i watched the falcons panthers game back in full the two-hour version whoa. um because i because i thought i was interviewing julio jones today so i was like i want to watch it back i want to watch all his catches okay, i want okay, to talk okay. to him about and break it i down. don't want that to go to waste how bad <laughs> what went wrong for the Panthers was this secondary just torched up by Julio or well, I, we kind of talked about this a bit last week well I'm asking you again on Monday but Julio Jones is set up to beat that Panthers secondary because and I think this is why this week he'll drop off in a big way against the Broncos look I'm doing a bit of preview already um, I'm doing a little has, bit of preview already guys he has the most ridiculous ankle breaking speed in and out of breaks so all of his most successful routes and I, I you know this is I went into some serious detail for this um, his, his three most successful routes by a long way so far this season have been a crossing route mm-hmm. a slant route yep, slant. and a post route post yeah so they all require you to make an initial burst off the line and then cut yeah and he's so quick in and out of those breaks his feet stop so quickly and then he turns and then he has such great acceleration that he just leaves cornerbacks for dead if they're not good enough now the difference and if he's double teamed he can find space and yes they've got those great coverage linebackers in Carolina but he you know he played it perfectly and Matt Ryan looks really good like really good but against Denver 
up against Akib Talib, Chris Harris, who will be much more physical with him off the line, who won't allow him to get into those breaks in the first place. And if he does, they'll be much more pressed, they'll be much more on him. I think he will have a much more difficult time catching the ball as much this week. I'll say this, now he'll go off for 200 yards and, a, and another couple of touchdowns. But <laughs> yeah, I, that, that was what I saw from the game. And that's what, I mean, I wanted to talk to him about, you know, how you set up for that, how you set up corners to to make those breaks and to and you know to to snap ankles and make it look so good but instead i'll have to wait till next week after he's been uh, hammered about by denver but maybe that'll make for a more interesting conversation yeah who knows yeah what went wrong who knows um stuart love gets in touch he says butter scott angel delight is rank banana all the way guys banana's nice you know what's really nice banana both mixed never mix but you have one in one bowl one in the other mixed Never mix, but one in one bowl, one in the other, and then you've got banana butterscotch. Do you dip the spoon into both? Yeah. In which case you're f- mixing. Whoa, man. You know I've got a, you've, I've got a time code that. <laughs> yeah, you time code it. That's fine. I'll edit it that's out. No, but... That's mixing in your, in your mouth, but you're not mixing the, the stuff together and then making it all as one go. Yeah, because otherwise it would become a slodgy mess. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're just mixing it in your mouth and then I, it tastes I, nice. I, I, I kind of made that mistake, but it ended up working out in a burrito today. Oh. I, I made a chicken chorizo, caramelised onion, peppers uh, burrito. Oh. I haven't had dinner yet, and I'm not likely to have dinner very before uh, one o'clock. That's bad news. I'll, me and Alex will bring you some dinner in. Um, Who's Alex? Uh, Alex, who works at TalkSport 2, I'm going out for a drink with, or worked at TalkSport 2 after we finished the show. Does your wife know about this? Yeah, it's fine. She knows I'm going out for, well, for drinks with work people. But, uh, and it's just one person and a girl who I've also often called your radio wife. <laughs> me and Alex are going for a drink. I think Abby's going to come for a drink as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Keelan. Keelan okay, with, his, with his campy, jabby hands. Why wasn't I invited? Uh, I actually did message you to say, do you want to go for a drink? And then I realised you had to go straight up, back up for sports yeah, bar. I do, I do. Come and for one. Alex... Does it matter if you don't get this till 8.30? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to come in smelling of booze again. Um, <laughs> Alex, I don't think's talking to me ever since I uh, kissed her. Whoa! What? Well, I was, I was, I was showing her what a colleague of ours did to me. Oh yeah! And I was quite drunk. Oh yeah! And did it back to her. It was just a peck. Oh yeah! But she hasn't, uh, she hasn't spoken to me since. Whoa! I'm going to have a conversation with her about that. I know. Um, this is what I was going to suggest we do. We've got to preview the weekend's games, and um, we've probably only got 40 minutes for the pod today. Well, first of all, oh wow! Forgot about this. Well, yeah. How have we gone nine minutes and you've forgotten about this? Here's Will Gavin's Thursday Night Review. So Thursday Night Football finished the Arizona Cardinals 33, the San Francisco 49ers 21. It was a tighter game than the scoreline suggests, but not by a huge amount. Uh, Run games completely dominated this one. Carlos Hyde 78 yards on the ground and a touchdown plus an extra 35-odd in the air, but it was all about... David Johnson, 157 yards on the ground, picked up another 28 through the air, two running touchdowns. He was absolutely phenomenal on the night and showed exactly why he is one of the premier backs in the NFL. Now, actually, I, Carlos Hyde, whilst his 78 yards came off 22 carries, so below four yards uh, per uh, four yard average, he still looked tough 
ran hard, a much tougher defense to run against than the 49ers, and a much tougher O-line. So it was two impressive performances from two impressive young running backs who, if they can stay fit, both potentially have a very long and exciting career in the NFL. Drew Stanton threw two touchdown passes. The first one to Larry Fitzgerald when he waltzed into the end zone couldn't have been easier. I mean, actually, similarly, Jeremy Curley's touchdown to open the scoring for the 49ers was pretty, pretty, pretty easy as well. So this was a case of blown coverage it was a bit of a scrappy game in the first half. Two late touchdowns, making it seven all at half time. But Arizona and particularly David Johnson just enforced themselves on the game late on. This this result is huge for the Cardinals. They might now be two and three, but going on the road on a Thursday night with your backup quarterback who hasn't played in two years and getting an impressive win. That is massive considering that we all thought they were definitely going to be a playoff team before the season even began. Um there were two drives in particular that got me excited. Arizona's 12 yards, 76, uh, yeah, 12 play, 76 yard march that took up half the fourth quarter was brilliant. Uh, Johnson, 62 yards on that drive, uh, showing off his entire arsenal. A wheel route for 21 yards on the outside, uh, 18 of those past defenders, uh, just, Run, running guys over at the goal line. His waiting and his patience was absolutely brilliant. 185 yards from scrimmage was ridiculous. Uh, the 49ers crowd, we want cap, we want cap. Um, Blaine Gabbert made a couple of big runs with his legs. He picked up a couple of big first downs, ran one touchdown in, and we know he's got that in his arsenal, but man, did he miss some wide open throws. It's just his delivery is so flat and his accuracy is just off and he's overthrowing guys and he's underthrowing guys and yeah, okay, Gabbert's 70 yards on 10 attempts was the best part of the 49ers offense on the ground probably, but Chip Kelly said afterwards he didn't consider benching Gabbert during the game, but it's got to be a point where they've got to be considering it unless they are quite literally tanking the season. Four losses on the bounce. I don't think it gets much easier for the 49ers either from this point forwards. What you're hearing now is the sound of a man live Googling. They have to go to the Bills. And they've got the Buccaneers and Saints at home. Now, you could argue those are both potentially winnable games, although I think both those teams are better than the 49ers. Then they go to the Cardinals, home to the Patriots, to the Dolphins, to the Bears. It's just, you just don't really know where that next win's going to come from. Can the Cardinals go on a run at this point? That's the big question from their perspective. Um, I was going to say, they're playing the Pirates over the next few days. I think I've looked at the schedule for the wrong Cardinals. Uh... They've now got a, a couple of home games back-to-back. Uh, Jets on Monday Night Football next week, so a 10-day week for them uh, to prepare for that one. Then on the Sunday Night Late game the following week, the Seahawks, and they're at the Panthers, then home to the 49ers. If they can come out of that with a 3-1 and one and bring their record back up to, say, 5-4, and four, going into the final stretch of the season, they do have to go to the Vikings, but... You could still easily see this as a 10-11 win team and a playoff team. Um, Carson Palmer needs to come back and look like the old Carson Palmer. But all in all, a well-coached performance from Arizona and uh, 49ers. Well, there's a reason why I'm recording this on my phone instead of the equipment, because I'm laying on the sofa watching this one and I now can't be asked to move. I'm going to watch the first episode of Westworld. However, I did have one small victory. Later in the podcast, you're going to hear us. I can't remember if we've already discussed by this point fruit gums for uh versus fruit pastels or however it is the conversation came up. I think it was a Neil Dutton question on Twitter. But just so you know, when the poll comes out, 
81% in my favour. And I'm not going to lie, I'm disappointed that it was that low. That 19% of you, nearly a fifth of you that voted, said suck it. If you don't understand what I'm saying yet, you will shortly. Enjoy. Yeah, it's definitely not that, mate, that I was thinking of. But well done for the review. I knew that uh, Arizona would bounce back. Um, (laughs) They were playing the 49ers. And uh, I've actually got a beer bet with a couple of people from our uh, auction league that the 49ers, that they think that they'll cover the spread tonight. And the spread's only about three points. This is farcical. I know it's Drew Stanton. Stanton? Stanton. Stanton. Uh, Like Stanton Warriors. Uh, I know it's Drew Stanton, but are you serious? Have you seen how bad that 49ers team is? If we're having this conversation now and the 49ers won, whoa. Whoa. No, what I was talking about... I will be drunk right now, so it's fine. What about our... um, um, our party oh yeah haven't talked about that yet yeah uh, now the official meeting ground of the uk packers and the denver broncos uk Ooh. they're all coming down to do uh to do meetups we're going to show their games in full lovely on like other screens yeah um it's at bloomsbury bowlings it's on the 30th of october it is after the washington cincinnati wembley game it's very easy to get to from wembley well because do you know what it is very easy because it's just off russell square but also just off um the metropolitan line at baker street at you were no at euston at euston sorry yeah yeah, yeah. At euston get off the bay get off the uh, metropolitan line at euston bang you're right there it's you, 10 minutes is it five it, and a, five and a half that. minutes not even that five and a half so specific <laughs> it's a five to ten minute walk depending on how much you've had to drink at wembley and how fast you walk and yeah if you leave the game we're going to be open from four anyway just yep. in case there's anyone who didn't go to the game or decides to leave at half time and wants to get there a reminder that the game start at 1 30 and then at five on that weekend and then at eight um and there's only two late games we'll be showing them both we're showing uh, a plethora of early games red zone whatever the sky game is plus hopefully a couple more mixed in there as well depending on what people vote for and fancy it's going to be brilliant it's 10 pounds for that you get a free beer and a free copy of the latest gridiron magazine which will have julio jones on the cover uh you should definitely probably that pic- the pictures that he's taking now <laughs> right now <laughs> probably that i hope so yeah because that would definitely be worth it um oh alex is saying she might be a little late so i'm not in such a rush now so i'm in get a longer podcast i'm in a bit of a rush though. oh yeah sorry yeah, yeah, yeah i forget about that uh, talking about the drew stanton blaine gabbert matchup that we've got going on tonight uh, simon day has tweeted us saying what's the worst ever nfl quarterback matchup now, I think that is far too wide-ranging a question for us to answer, having done no research whatsoever. But having received that, I decided I was going to go back and look at Super Bowl quarterback matchups to see if I could think of one that was particularly bad. And I came up with a couple, Ollie Hunter. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl 35, the one that the Ravens won with Trent Dilfer under centre. On the other side was one Mr. Kerry Collins. Uh, not a good quarterback matchup between those two. Uh, I, when I look for, I was going to give you some Kerry Collins. Trent Dilfer was a terrible quarterback, and the only quarterback before, until Peyton Manning, it was the only time that a quarterback who won a Super Bowl didn't start the first game of the following season yeah. because he got cut. Kerry Collins started in a Super Bowl uh, and uh, went on to play as basically a career backup all around the league. Uh huh. Not. A great player. Uh, And the other one I came up with was uh, the 85 Bears. Jim McMahon going against Tony Eason under centre for the Patriots. That wasn't a great matchup. That's not a great matchup. That was not a great matchup. So, uh, of the teams now. Those are the two that jumped out to me. Of the teams now, 
what would be the worst Super Bowl matchup? What, al- from quarterbacks? From quarterbacks that are likely to get there. So I'm not right, talking, okay. uh, you know, the Browns quarterback of whoever it may be. And it has Kessler, to be, isn't and it? Has to be st- so you can't do Cody Kessler against Blaine Gabbert. No. Exactly. And it has to be their current starter. You can't look at injuries. Yeah. So who has a fighting chance of making to the Super Bowl, but it would be the worst quarterback matchup? So who's a good quarterback, a terrible quarterback? I mean, Sam, Sam Bradford, Bradford. <laughs> is, is the immediate standout one. And then I guess Alex Smith Trevor from the Sam. AFC. Yeah, one of the rookies, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Alex Smith, Sam Bradford is a battle of two former number one overall picks who have been perennially disappointing. Although, I, you know, I like Alex Smith that now. Prescott. Yeah, I don't think Dallas are a Super Bowl contender. I know they're three and one, but I'm not putting them up, in, up into those lofty. Why do you hate the Cowboys things. so much? I don't hate the Cowboys. You do, but they are not a Super Bowl contender. I will if the, if the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl this year. I will wear a Cowboys jersey to the first international series game next season. Wow. Yeah, no one wants to see that. I'm just saying. You don't want to do that. I will uh, do it if they get there. That's how sure I am wow, okay. that it won't happen. Okay, yeah. I'm going to be held to that, aren't I? Yeah. So I really, really hope will. they don't go to the Super Bowl now. Oh, I don't know why I've just agreed to that. Uh, we, should we, so that's what I was going to say. Should we do some tweets and then we'll bang through the weekend's games? Do you know what? I like that. I like, I like, I that, like that a lot. Uh, so let's have a little look at what other ones we've got. Neil Dutton, as always, coming in with a bit of jollity. Wine gums or fruit gums? Mm. I would say I quite <laughs> this is hands down for me this is not even a difficult question it's got to be wine gums wine gums every yeah. time but I do like the odd fruit gum fruit gums stick in the teeth too much well don't chew them they're meant to be sucked no fruit gums they're gums that's the point gum no, you don't <laughs> chew them man they're sucked what do you want about they're not you don't, you don't chew fruit gums, they're meant to be sucked. You're a ludicrous That's what You've being. got fruit pastels for the for the chewing, and then for the sucking, you've got fruit gums. My mind is blown. Did you not know that? No, my mind's blown that you're such an idiot that you think that fruit gums don't get chewed. I know they get chewed, but they're not meant to be chewed. Yes, they are. No, they're not, because... They're not. A hard-boiled sweet is sucked. No, man, you're wrong. You don't... Everybody knows you don't chew fruit gums, because they get stuck in your teeth. You are farcical. You're farcical. I might put it out as a Twitter poll right now. Go on, then. You right. put it out as a Twitter poll right now. You're going to have to fill while I do it. Um, What's this, fr- this, was, this was a great question. Okay. Jamie Foyle... At Jafoil at Jafol eight, I like it. Good Twitter handle. Yeah, well, well read out. <laughs> who do you think the last unbeaten team will be? Okay, who and are our how choices? How long will the streak last? Now, again, in uh, time got- for this, I made sure that I had the. Um, I oh my god! I've just been sent the most horrendous thing. The world's first ever nude ginger calendar is here. Oh my um, god. Is that where you were the other day? you know who would be a bad quarterback to make it from the AFC? And I don't think they're a contender, but they could be based on last season. Uh, Go on. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You could see the Jets going on a bit of a hot streak, couldn't you? Somebody sent us this hilarious Fitzpatrick cycle, which goes, gets signed as a backup, starter gets thrown thrown into a game, plays very well, earns starting spot, gets paid, sucks, gets released, gets signed as a backup somewhere. It's a nice little diagram with his face in the middle and like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Little yeah. rotation of about him. Um, just a little bit of fun. Just a, some jollity for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, what were we saying? Oh, we were saying about the undefeated teams. Yeah, I did I did the research, so I've got it here. Only three teams left undefeated at week four. Okay. I'm sure it was more than that last year. They are the Broncos, 
the Eagles and the Vikings. And of course, the Eagles have already had their bye week. So two four and O teams, one three and O team. Mm-hmm. I, what I'll do, I'll go through the schedule for each team. Schedule, yeah. And you tell me when they're going to get beat. Okay. Okay. This is for the Denver Broncos. Home to the Falcons. No. At the Chargers. No. Home to the Texans. No. Home to the Chargers. No. At the Raiders. Yes. So, you think the Broncos are going to go 8-0, and yeah. right? Yeah. Fine. I actually like that. I think that Raiders game is tough as well. If not then, they could go all the way. Because after that, they've got at Saints, home to Chiefs, at Jags, at Titans, home to Pats. They could, in theory, go like 12-0 and before losing to the Patriots. That wouldn't be a surprise at all. Yeah, could lose to the Jags. But we're saying 8-0. Fine. I'm, I'm with you on this. Okay. Right. Eagles. Okay. At the Lions. No. At Washington. Yes. You think they're going to lose at Washington? Yeah. They only go 4-0 and for you. Yeah. Which is interesting because the next game up would have pretty much decided this whole decision because the Vikings are home to the Texans. <gasps> no way. Yes. No, I mean, no, they won't lose to that. At the Eagles... Uh, no. At the Bears. Do you know what? They would lose to the Eagles. Yes, they would lose to the Eagles. So you think the Broncos' longest distance... I don't think they would lose at the Eagles. I think they would lose to the Cardinals in week eight. So still the Broncos, eight and oh. So you think the Broncos are going to be the longest... It's it's crazy that the Broncos are so good this year. Isn't it just... We really did all write them off. And they look great. I, I feel sick about it. We did all write them off. I think I still had them in my teams to make it through to the playoffs, although I might have been ridiculously bold. Uh, not bold, which I am, but uh, <laughs> ridiculously bold and, and take them out. I can't remember. Why don't I remember these things? I'll tell you why. I've got so much stuff going on, um, you know, and not in a Billy Big Bollocks way. Whoa, somebody tweeted us something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you see the person that tweeted me earlier? This did make me laugh. Uh, somebody tweeted saying... Um, uh, I'll find it for you now and I'll fill while I do it. Somebody tweeted, Nick Barwell tweeted, uh, FFS, I think we all know what that means. Yep. I've been in London all day and haven't spotted Atwill Gav once. So disappointed. Hashtag Billy Big Bollocks. That's amazing. <laughs> Which did give me a really good chuckle. Why did Vikings UK tweet saying, put down that voodoo doll, Ollie? Uh, because you think that I am... Oh, you I've are! Put a curse on the You're Chargers. a Chargers curse. Not only have two of the players that gone down been pl- players that you picked for the Chargers in your draft picks, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm convinced you've, you've cursed them. Well, because I've managed not to pick their last draft pick. Yeah, that's it. And then, it's really tenuous. I'd like to, and I've put, I've put a tweet out um, about this. I'd like to official, officially distance myself from these scurrilous rumours and... Uh, <laughs> Did you actually say scurrilous? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand this latest tweet from Stuart Love. London franchise equals London Baltimore Raiders. It's perfect. I don't understand that. Uh, Stuart, can you explain more, please? Yeah. You, when you hear this, tweet us and explain what on earth you mean. Yeah, right. A few more tweets then. Who, Anthony Bullock, who would win a triple threat match between OBJ, a kicking net and a UKIP politician. What's a triple threat match? Is that something to do with WWE? You're going to have to know because you're coming to the Rumble! I can't believe this. John Jackson's coming. Really? Yeah, he's going to fly out especially for it. Wow, they're paying him too much on Virgin. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. (laughs) But that'll be fun. We'll go out drinking with John. Yeah, that would be good. Sherry's going to come. We're going to get an Airbnb in San Antonio for a couple of nights. Oh, lovely. It'll be really good fun. Get barbecue. 
Yeah, we'll get barbecue, we'll get drunk, we'll watch th- grown men throw themselves out of the ring. I'll tell you, people have tweeted us more... People are more jealous that we're going to the Royal Rumble than they are that we're going to the... Uh, that we're going to the Super, the Bowl? Super Bowl. That's yeah, the other thing that's we're going the other to. Thing. Don't care about it anymore. Um, somebody actually tweeted, uh, like, me saying... A transcript of me going... Uh, you saying I don't like WWE, me going, yeah, I don't care, you're going, love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mayan Opry says, think it's awesome you're doing the Royal Rumble and the Super Bowl. If you could choose any NFL player to be in the WWE, who would it be? Mate, could you just ask yourself that question? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be a great smack talker. That's the thing. It has to be someone who can, you know, do all the performing. Des Bryant? Definitely not OBJ, because he has been a right... Like, have you seen this whole thing about him saying football isn't fun anymore? No. Uh, first two seasons, 2,755 yards, 25 touchdowns. Hasn't had a touchdown in six games. He's being a little crybaby about it. Bart Starr has totally called... Uh, Bart Starr, not the former... Wow. <laughs> yeah, Bart Scott... <laughs> I didn't know he was a, a WWE fan. <laughs> the former uh, NFL linebacker Bart Scott has completely called him out about it, saying I would choke the hell out of Odell Beckham if he was on my team. Tom Coughlin has said it's too much of a distraction for them. You know, he's being a little bit of a thingy about it but basically bitch. you can say bitch, bitch you don't fun. have to okay. uh, buzz out bitch alright things like f*** you do stop saying bitch <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't say the other thing okay yeah uh, <laughs> um, let's see what other tweets we've had in so we've done that one we did the streak we did the uh, you know I'm a pessimistic fan but the Falcons are leaving mile high with the win this Sunday says Rich Wyatt hashtag bold prediction hysteria oh right yeah Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the level of preparation that it takes to uh, get that ready is so minimal. And every week, I manage to completely throw you in. There he goes. Uh, the guy is drunk. <laughs> there he goes. That's Rich Wyatt. And you're absolutely right. Cy Noble says, not totally bought in on the Falcons and don't expect them to win this week, but their performance will tell us a lot about them. Uh, I mean, that's a really sensible tweet. We could probably talk about that game first, if you want. Yeah, let's st- I would like to talk about that game first. Uh, Tevin Coleman, will he go? We have had... Apparently he is. He said today he is going to go. Um, his sickle cell anemia... Oh, no, he, doesn't, he just has sickle cell trait, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean... There's a fantastic um, podcast which Stefania Bell did this week uh, with the former... Uh, safety who had the illness after he went and played in Denver because of sickle cell whose name has completely escaped me and that's really bad Uh, (laughs) that's not cool man yeah he did the interview and it was a really really good interview talking about it Um, did you not listen to this interview no I did and I really enjoyed it and I only Ryan Clark I only listened to it earlier today as well (laughs) you are one of the worst people ever um so, uh, do you want to finish off the tweets first and then get into the game? No, no let's or? do that, let's do that. Uh, so, we'll talk Falcons in a moment. Uh, Toby Layton gets in touch and says, My mates went to Wembley this weekend. They said the atmosphere was a little dead. Agreed? I think it was deflated by about sort of half time Do you mean it was patrioted? Uh, wow. No? Deflated. Ah, okay, right. I was Jeepers completely creepers. didn't understand what you were doing there. Um, I'm just trying to speed us along, mate. Okay, get on with it then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it really picked up in the fourth quarter when the game kicked off a bit. And uh, you go to any NFL stadium in all of America, and I don't even care if it's the Seahawks or the Chiefs where they make a lot of noise. If the game is going against them, they go quiet. And this was a game which wasn't going in favour of the neutral up until pretty much the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth. And then Wembley got really loud for the final quarter and I think that's what's going to happen with these sorts of games and 
Yeah, I think we've got two very evenly balanced matchups. Maybe not Washington Cincinnati so much, but certainly the Giants Rams could prove to be a really good game based on their defensive front. So, you know, I think we'll have some more excitement, but it's an interesting point, Toby. I appreciate that. Toby has also got in touch. I think Thanks, to- Tobes. Toby's a new listener because he's been dropping us uh, lines quite a bit over the last week. I like it. Yeah, but when, um, when they listen for a long time, they kind of. <laughs> they give up. They give up. A lot of the, a lot of the in exasperation. Like, like I still know the guys in our old Tuesday morning football fantasy league all still listen to the podcast. None of them tweet us. Anymore. I know. They're like, they just are oh, just bored. Um, he also said, "Can you quickly run through the Giants' schedule schedule and let me know wins losses so you c- I can know where you think I stand? You should be able to do it within the forty second timer from TGS one hundred. Okay, yeah." I'm saying we go eight and eight. So shall I pull up the Giants' schedule and let's do this? We've just become complete whores to what you've asked for. So what happens when we've got to fill time? Do you know what I haven't talked about while you're getting that? The other reason... You've got it already. <laughs> <laughs> the other reason that... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll bring that out. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that game. Right, hold on. New York Giants' schedule. So... I thought you're going to lose the thing that you were going to talk about. No, uh, yeah, I'm going to lose that and it's fine. New York Giants' schedule. Okay. They're what? currently two and two. Okay, go. At Packers, loss. Home to Ravens, win. Win. Home to Rams in London, uh, win. They're away to the Rams in London. Eagles, aren't they? yeah, that's wrong on here. Eagles, loss. Bengals, loss. Bears, win. At Browns, win. At Steelers, loss. Cowboys, loss. Lions, win. Eagles, loss. Red Washington, win. I've got an eight and eight as well. Uh, I had nine and seven, but all right. Which one did you have them winning that I didn't? Eagles. I had them be. I had them losing to the Eagles both times. Um, I've got them winning against the Eagles once. Okay. Are the are the Eagles your sneaky team? I am loving the Eagles right now. Okay. Absolutely loving them. Any more tweets left? Which means they're definitely going to fall off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, let's start off by talking about the Falcons. Then the Falcons. Uh, the re- the other reason that Julio couldn't do today is because they're going to be docked three days of organised team activities in next spring due to a violation of off-season workout rules in May of this past year. The league announced today. This is similar to what happened with the Seahawks, but because with the Seahawks it was a second offence. They also got a late round draft pick taken off them. Uh, Atlanta participated in practices that featured excessive levels of on-field physical contact, which are banned in the CBA. According to a release sent out by the league, Falcons players will continue to get paid during the cancelled practices. So that's that's the other reason. Um, it was silly. You know the rules. Sort yourselves out, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. But still give us the interview, please. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to start off by talking about the Falcons? Yeah. Atlanta Falcons going, it's the best offence in the league going up against the best defence in the league. Falcons at 3-1, and Broncos at 4-0. I really struggle to look beyond the Denver defense for a win here in Mile High. Yeah, I mean, they're deep. Ah, that really weirded me out. <laughs> you were pressing the the cough button. Yeah, that was good. Sorry, I, I wasn't. Snort. I wasn't. Now uh, you've ruined it. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, yeah, the, the Denver defense has been absolutely out, outstanding. And you mentioned Akib Talib earlier. He has been playing some of the best football. Dreadful Since human last being, year, wonderful. <laughs> I mean, awful human being. Was it? Is it in that? Um, 
in the all or nothing not all or nothing uh what's it the hard knocks where he smashes that rams uh, uh, smashes the rams quarterback out uh, out of bounds yeah. he is a terrible human being but what a baller what a player yeah, uh, the Falcons' offense obviously coming off that game last week. Matt Ryan throwing 503 yards and four touchdowns. Julio with that 300 yards receiving. But uh, the Broncos' defense—they're allowing just an average of 169 yards through the air. That secondary, we mentioned to keep to lead there, but Chris Harris as well has only allowed six passes of 20 plus yards and zero of 40 yards or more. So deep threat gone entirely they also lead the NFL in sacks again this season um, Julio Jones up against Aqib Talib is going to be absolutely brilliant do you I, think Talib is going to follow players. him I, I would imagine that he, he does tend to track the number one across the field but in Chris Harris Jr they've got an incredible second cornerback so they might yeah. try and mix it up but Talib's got the extra length which against Julio you want that you need the speed and the length Chris Harris more of a speedy guy he jumps routes really well he picks up those interceptions but with Hulu you almost just want someone who's going to be able to defence the pass who's mm. going to be able to stay really tight on him so that would be my surprise uh, the Falcons offensive line has been surprisingly good this year Alex Mack coming in has yeah. been an absolute revelation for the Falcons. Uh, earlier this week, we did have someone else tweet saying, please stop talking about the Falcons in really positive terms. You're going to jinx us. I do think they lose. I do think they slip to three and two here. And they've got a really tough game at Seattle next week. But even if they come out those first six games, three and three, and they've already had to face the Panthers, the Seahawks and Denver, and their schedule gets so much easier going forwards, the Falcons are a sneaky outside playoff team for me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. They look so I much said sneaky, which will make you really pleased. Um, I chose to <laughs> overlook it. I, I think you're right. I, you know, they they seem to be the team that we thought that Tampa Bay could potentially be with Mike Evans, Doug Martin, um, and, and their explosive offense. We didn't expect it again this year uh, with Devonte Freeman et al. Um, I've it's a tough one given the the quarterback situation whether Trevor Simeon and his shoulder is going to be okay or not but I have taken the Broncos um but it, I I think it's going to be closer than people might think interesting interesting yeah. uh that's obviously on the gridiron pick and go do your picks at gridiron-magazine.com uh, i am literally doing them as we go through the games because i've forgotten to do it so far this i week. should probably do that too Desmond Trufant um is a really nice player that i like and with um, with him and Robert Alford as well, it will be different. It will be. I think the wide receivers of Denver aren't going to have. And I know you you're all in on um, on Demarius all Thomas. In. I don't think they're going to have as make as much hay as you expect. All right. I think it might be one on the ground. This. I, beer bet you, the Demarius Thomas goes over ten fancy points this week. No, twelve fancy no, points this week. That's that's sixty yards and a touchdown. Yeah, which is a very good game. Nah, I've sixteen, and you might be might be getting 16? somewhere. Sixteen. You need a hundred yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he's at okay. Home. Let's do it purely on yards. I'd be about you that Demarius Thomas hits eighty yards this week. I think he will as well. Well, you just said he's not going to have a good game. Eighty yards is a very good game. Yeah, but they'll be restricted to a less than a touch, no touchdown. Hundred yards. All right, be a bit. I say that Demarius Thomas will get less than a hundred yards. I say he'll get a hundred yards or more. 
put it on the bar. You're a disgrace. Uh, you liked that before. <laughs> uh, let's move on to. Um, well, let's talk about. Let's start off by talking about the undefeated teams. We've just talked about who's going to remain undefeated. Nice. Let's do that first yeah. and move on to the Houston Texans at the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Houston Texans are now without either of their starting defensive ends after it was confirmed that not only is JJ Watt going to be out for the season, but Devin Still, uh, not Devin Still, he was the guy. <laughs> they also had another defensive lineman going out for the rest of the season. I can't remember who it was now. Oh, well. Uh, they've still got Antonio Smith, who I like a lot, but I think they're going to struggle against the run against the Vikings. I actually think you're going to see quite a big game for Jarek McKinnon on the ground. Yeah, he looked you, decent last year. You yeah. wanted to know my uh, my picks for DraftKings this week. $4,000 of Jarek McKinnon. Cheap little flex option for you if you want to spend big money elsewhere. So um, are DraftKings paying us in this podcast? No, they're not. We really should get it so they do. Uh, I, I, you know I that mean, you've given them enough plugs so far. Okay, you know that this is another <laughs> case of a reasonably high-firing offense against an excellent top-level defence. But I think the Vikings, again, I'm going defence with this one. Lamar Miller will struggle in the run, and he has been their big outlet. Um, And I just feel like... DeAndre Hopkins has had a terrible last two weeks. Just six yards last week. And I know that Will Fuller has ended up offering a really good option on the other side and a great punt returner as well. And in fact, he's outstripping DeAndre Hopkins by nearly 100 yards on the season. I think that drops off against that Viking secondary this week. I'm taking the Vikings. Um, why? What drops off? Will Fuller's production. Oh, okay. Will Fuller. Sorry. Yeah, okay, fine. I, 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 you were talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Brought in Will Fuller. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is going to drop off from six, from yards. six yards last week. <laughs> I was thinking, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you... Although I'm, the Vikings, you see, they held Odo Beckham to 23 yards. Yep. Kelvin Benjamin with a big fat bagel the week before. Bagel, you know, yeah. <laughs> Like the Patriots put up against the Bills. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah, they've, they've, yeah. They've, they've been, you know, they've been closing teams out. Sam Bradford likes Carl Rudolph, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And Carl Rudolph's hands are no longer made of stone, apparently. Yeah, it's like he swapped bodies with Dwayne Allen. <laughs> it's a really good shout. I saw you drop Dwayne Allen in the league this week just out of pure anger at what happened in Wembley in my head. Yeah, he's dead to me. <laughs> I think to pick up Carl Rudolph, actually. Brilliant. That's uh, <laughs> What a great move that is. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I am... Yeah, I've said already I'm taking the Vikings in this one. Yeah, Shall Vikings for me, Mon Brave. We move on. Let's move. So let's talk yet's about move. the only undefeated <laughs> team. Uh, the rested 3-0 and Eagles turning up to the Lions who are banged up and injured all over their defence, all over their running game as well. They're going to have Theo Riddick and Zach Zenner as their backfield for this one. Now, I've really liked Matt Stafford so far this year. I think he's been looking like the Matt Stafford of three years ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. He was in the first two games. The last two games, he's not been great. Only the last week against the Bears, and I think that was a weird game that got away from Tennessee them. wasn't great. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm all over the place with Stafford, but there we go. Um, <laughs> you're a bit like Stafford. Yeah. All over the shop. I think the Eagles, with an extra week to work with Wentz, which they've never actually had before. I love Jordan Matthews. Zach Ertz is back from injury. He had six receptions two weeks ago, and now he's going to have even more time yep. to prepare. I just like all the options the Eagles have on offense. Their line looks so much better than we thought it was going to. You know how I feel about the Jim Schwartz defense. This should be... The Eagles moving to four and zero, and their special teams has been one of the best special teams units in the last over the last two or three years, I would say. Mm-hmm. And when you've got something like that to fall back on, the other sides of the ball, either side of the ball, can really flourish. I really like Malcolm Jenkins in the in the backfield for the Eagles' defense as well. Uh, I've picked the Eagles also. Darren Sproles, 
Maybe Matthews is back. Wendell Smallwood as well. I quite like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. Their I uniforms like aren't them. nice. Uh, but I, I like the I Eagles. I always really like the Eagles uniforms. No. Like green the, with the black trim. No, but then they sometimes go with the black with the green trim. So, yeah, you can give me the... the. the I was going to swear there. The it's watch you time. that needs to be out of here, All right, get me. on with, Okay, Eagles it is. Moving on. Brady returns. And in the same week that Josh Norman was meant to return. What? That's not happening anymore. Josh Gordon. Uh, Josh Gordon. Who did I say? Josh Norman. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, Brady's back. We're going to see more Rob Gronkowski. again. We're going to see more Rob Gronkowski. Metellus Bennett had a Brady's huge week back. last week. Tell um, a friend. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, LeGarrette Blunt is leading the league in rushing. What? That's huh? ludicrous. How? I'm pretty sure he's leading in yardage. Really? Yeah. No way. If he's not, he's in the top two or three. That's incredible. If when he I, is. When I last look at it, <laughs> I was like, Emmett Smith. Oh, that's giving me the all-time, not the 2016. <laughs> um, so, is he in the league? Uh, 2016 NFL player statistics. This is not meant to be what we're doing right now. Oh, no, Ezekiel Elliott jumped ahead of him after that huge game last week. I do apologise. Sometimes, look, if it wasn't for me... But he is top three. Picking you up on all of these. Can you oh, name... Oh, can, leading the league and suddenly he's gone down to top three. Can you name the other player in the top three? Oh. Zeke Elliott leads. Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt in third. Yeah. I'll tell you the rest of the top five is rounded off by Lamar Miller and DeMarco Murray. So many injury risks in that top five. Is it five. someone that I that is kind of unsurprised, that's surprising, or should I get it? It would have been surprising before the season, but I think you should get it based on his performance. Oh, so it's so not far. David Johnson. It's not David Johnson. Uh, is, it, is it Eddie Lacey? It's particularly relevant to the conversation we're currently having. It's not Eddie Lacey. Is it... Isaiah Crowell. It is Isaiah Crowell. Just yeah, 20 man. yards off Zeke Elliott. Well done, Isaiah. Uh, I don't even know why we're going to talk about this game so much. This is going to be the return of Brady. I genuinely think Brady against this Browns... Actually, the Browns have got a couple of good corners, but the Patriots are the kings of the mismatch, and the rest of that defence is so talent poor that I think that... They can't be as bad as they were last week. I think Brady is going to put up... 300 plus yards and at least three touchdowns maybe four maybe more two of them to junior julian incredible julian incredible will have a great game yeah, yeah. just this is patriots every day for me uh to Pryor, prior is it going to do anything Tore- oh, I, I, you, know, you know i like old torelli torelli prior but yeah. um yeah i think i just think the patriots are going to trounce them here and i'm sorry cleveland because you've stayed cleveland have stayed tight in some games but not for me. This could be where Cleveland lose it and We're, slide into these 0 and 16. It might be time to move to the timer very soon, but let's just grab a couple more games very quickly. The Cincinnati Bengals up against the Dallas Cowboys, the 2 and 2 Bengals against the 3 and 1 Cowboys. Oh, I re- when I realized that the Cowboys had gone on a 3 game winning streak, I really had to think to myself, really? Really? It's weird, isn't it? But then I realised that they've beaten the Bears, who have proved to be terrible, the 49ers, who have proved to be terrible, the uh, Washington in a game they really should have lost. So the Cowboys could easily be 0-4 at this point. Well, they could have beaten the Giants as well. They're they're winning. That's fine. No, they did beat the Giants. They did. did No, they lost the Giants 2019. No, they could easily be 1-3 at this point. They would never have lost the 49ers. But they are... A team who are lucky to be three and one. They might be the worst three and one team in the league. Oh, you really hate Cowboys. Be the Ravens, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. Mm, maybe. Uh, I've just uh, thrown that out there without uh, looking at who maybe. the other three and one teams are, and someone's going to suddenly go uh, the Rams, who are also three and one and are pretty terrible. Uh, but good point. Ollie, come on. You know I'm going to pick here. The you Cowboys. Know why I'm going to pick them? The Cowboys. 
Oh, no, no, no. Okay, go on. It's bandwagon time. Oh, no! Where's my bandwagon music? <laughs> I've is... got it. Sorry, I was over the... I'm, I'm on the... Where the... Uh, the Yeah, okay, here we go. It is... Shall I do that again? It's bandwagon time. Uh, I don't know where I saved it. Give up. I'm giving up on it. The be- the Bengals are going to beat the Cowboys on the road to start off the run to get them on the... D- oh, do you know who I did, <laughs> who I did get a, a missive from uh, today? Was Richard Graves. Yeah. Who, after I'd said that he was a little bit sad for being so overexcited for a win over the uh, Cowboys, told me that... Um, uh, just just tell you what he said exactly. He said he expects an official apology on the podcast. Really? Yep. I didn't know Gravesy listened. <laughs> I want an official podcast apology for the unwarranted abuse I received in the last ep- episode. I bet Adam Schefter doesn't have to put up with this crap. <laughs> Who's being Billy Big Bollocks now? <laughs> <laughs> to, which, to which Mike White, he did do the crying face, so it's clearly meant to be a joke. But okay. Mike White put Adam Schefter doesn't bring it on with inane bollocks on the Cowboys, to which I put far less Schefter, oh, far more safe? Skip Bayless. Sorry, carry on. Is Wales Australia? Australia? Uh, Austria. <laughs> the, the, Bale's just forced an incredible one-handed save from the Austrian goalkeeper who isn't Alex Manninger. I don't know who it is. Right, we're going to have to move to the timer, mate, because uh, we've chatted for too long <laughs> about this. Who are you taking, the Bengals or the Cowboys? Um, Tyler Eifert, we don't know whether he's going to be fit. This is really stuffing up my fantasy, uh, um, fantasy thing. Uh, Jimmy Graham's on bye, so I've got Eifert on about three or four leagues it's really stuffing me up. Um, if he plays, I'm taking the Bengals. If he doesn't play, I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. That Cowboys defence is dreadful. They will be fine without him. Oh, they've got AJ Green. They've got AJ Green. They've Bengals, got great, I've got switched. Great run game. I've They'll changed. Be fine. It's Bengals. The one and three Chargers travelling to the three and one Raiders. Oh, the poor Chargers have had such a rough year of it. The Raiders is looking like they're going to be without Latavius Murray, but the Chargers with all of those defensive weapons missing. We know how much we've enjoyed Derek Carr so far this year. We talked about it on the earlier show in the week. Michael Crabtree, go have yourself a day. Amari Cooper, go touch your first t- catch your first touchdown of the season, Amari. Touch yeah. your first catch down, as anybody yeah, says. I like that. <laughs> uh, catch your first touch down of the season, Amari. You're being ludicrous. If the Chargers have got any chance of winning this, it's got to be a shootout. But I fancy the Raiders at home. Never count out Melvin Gordon. He's back. He's there. He's ready. It's the Raiders at home. <laughs> Always the Raiders at home. Uh, let's move on and talk about the New York Giants at the Green Bay Packers. This is a good game as well, isn't it? Oh, I love this game. New York Giants always used to be our bogey team, but... Oh, Green Bay have had two days, two weeks off, or oh, a week it, off. Sorry, is Odell going to get his first touchdown? Oh, against that Green Bay secondary, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Green Bay secondary is disgraceful, but I think that they <laughs> we didn't need the timer yeah, again. Yeah, sorry guys. Um, they've got the uh, Green Bay have got the best rush defense in the league. Um, New York Giants don't have any rush defence so if Eli Manning um, is unable uh, and to and they're going to be running Orleans Darkwar and Bobby Rainey in the backfield exactly a lot of Bobby Rainey will be um, a lot of passing stuff from outside of, uh, from from the backfield uh, Clay Matthews could be back he sat out week three uh, I'm picking of course because I'm a homer I'm picking Green Bay excellent stuff Beckham has been frustrated by the likes of Josh Norman and Xavier Rhodes in recent weeks Sam Shields has been a big loss oh, I've missed him so much I think, so have you I think Beckham goes off but I think the Packers win at home thanks mate I think this could be a bit of a shootout I think this could be a really exciting high scoring game uh, what's the what's the betting if 
Green Bay go up 30 points in the first half. They take their foot off the gas and win by about four. That sounds pretty Green Bay. <laughs> I think it's very Green Bay. Just to give you an example of what Green Bay have been doing on offense versus defense this year, Eli Manning has nearly 1,200 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. Aaron Rodgers has seven touchdowns and one interception and only 617 yards. Amazing. Now, he has played a game less, but that means he's averaging only just over 200 yards a game. It's yeah. not very irony, is it? Yeah, yeah very irony. Uh, right, now we really do need to speed through these last few. Do you have an even shorter timer? Uh, yeah, this one. Which one's... How long's this one? No, no, wait, it's not this one. Are they all the same sound, just at different lengths? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's 23 seconds. Go! Brilliant. Uh, Washington at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens at 3-1, and one, Washington at 2-2. Two and two. I've actually quite liked the Ravens' defence this year, and they were unlucky in that weird end-to-end Raiders game. I also think they have too much for the Washington defence in terms of their weapons. I liked Terrence West last week, Steve Smith, Mike Wallace. I'm taking a Ravens win! I'm going Washington win. I think Jordan Reed is back. Kirk wow. Cousins is finally finding uh, his his mojo in the red zone. Josh Norman looks beast in the backfield. I am going Washington. The poor old Jets. One and three going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at three and one. Pittsburgh seven point favourites in their home field. And guess why? Because Le'Veon Bell's back. 144 yards off 18 touches last week. The Jets' run defence might have something to stop D'Angelo Williams. But Le'Veon Bell's going to bounce to the outside and go for all sorts of crazy yards. Fancy old Tony Brown up against Darrell Reavers as well to have himself a day. I'm taking the Steelers. And... Ryan Fitzpatrick is still rubbish. So I am going the Steelers too. Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Two, one and three teams. What a dreadful looking game this is. I don't want to talk about it. I am going to take... I'm taking the Dolphins. I might take Tennessee on the road. All right, go on then. Just mix it up. Yeah, but DeMarco Murray's looked pretty good this year. DeMarco Murray's looked excellent. And the Dolphins... Has their run defence been any good? I actually don't know. I'm just trying to look it up now. But I don't know whether I've just switched my official pick on Gridiron, and I'm doing it basically to be contrarian, so I pick something different to you. Well, I'm only three games behind, I think, you. <laughs> Brilliant. In which case, I'm going to try and keep that, keep that lead. Uh, another game of two, one, and three teams. This between the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, the first team to come to London and forgo their bye the following week. But do you know what's going to happen in this one? Jordan Howard is going to go off. That's what my prediction is. Chicago. T.J. Yeldon had a decent game against uh, against uh, the Jags against the Colts. Sorry for the Jags. So I can see that happening, but uh, the Colts will bounce back and will defeat the Chicago Bears. I never picked the Bears. I um, Brian Hoy has been brilliant the last. Oh mate, Uh, I'm sorry. Is that that is that is one of the worst things you've ever said on the show. It is a... The guy is drunk. Thanks. There he goes. 697 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. 697 yards. That's <laughs> more than Rogers. <laughs> yeah, and he's only played two <laughs> games to Rogers three. Holy moly. He's got a completion rate well over 66%. He's looking really good, Ollie. Yeah. Not well over 66%. That's a lie. Well over 60% was what I meant to say. Does Cutler oh, come uh, back? Oh, 60, about 65%, yeah. Great. Um, if Cutler comes I'm, back, I'm really right now. I'd start Brian Hoyer. I, this could be another big shootout. This could be a really high point scoring game. Yeah. They can't drop as many balls as they did before. It, what they need to do, the Colts, is not start slowly. If they start yeah. slowly like they did in London, the Bears could run away with this. I think they turn it around, and I'm taking Colts. Colts for me. 
Bills at Rams. Two surprise teams so far this season. Bills at 2-2 two and two after two big wins the last two weeks. Rams, they're 3-1. and one. What happened? Monday Night Football, they lost 28 nothing to the terrible San Francisco 49ers. Do you know, I've got a feeling about this. I think they're all too preoccupied around those cameras that have been there following them all the way through training camp. I think it got to them. Now okay. that they've gone... They're allowed to now play football again. Todd Gurley not having a great season so far uh, and is going up against a, go- a, a great coached Bills defence. This Bills defence has been really good. Have you heard who the Bills are bringing back in? Uh, no. Tubby Carlos. No way. Carlos Williams uh, was working out with the team today and is expected to re-sign for them. I went and picked him up in about three different leagues where I'm struggling at running back, just in case. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't expect him to, you know, he's not going to displace LeSean McCoy, but he'd be a great addition in there. Uh, Mike Gillisley is not the choice for me. So um, I fancy, with how well coached they've been in recent weeks, the Bills, but this is the Billsiest game to go and lose. Uh, It's definitely the Rams. That defence is incredible. Aaron Donald is probably... I'm going to say it now, he will win Defensive Player of the Year. Bang. Um, he should win Defensive Player of the Year if it's based on pure skill with JJ Watt off the field. If he plays up to his ability, he should win Defensive Player And he's been doing that ever since he got ejected from the game against San Francisco. He's been incredible. It's going to be a close game, but it is a Rams win for me. And then very quickly, Monday Night Football. It's a divisional game... It's in the AFC South. It's the one and three Buccaneers. I hate you, Buccaneers. You've let me down. Going to the one and three Panthers. What? No, no, no. You've you've got that wrong. Uh, Cam Newton might not be back in this game. Well, well that's good. We might see Derek Anderson and Tan- I think the fact that it's Monday, I expect Cam Newton yeah. to play. Yeah. But Derek it- Anderson could be in there. He came in in the last game. 175 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. As well. Yeah, yeah but- two interceptions. Yeah. You know, 18 of 24, didn't have a bad game, apart from those two interceptions. Two interceptions, that, that yeah. Cost yeah. them the game. Cost them the game, yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to go into too deep analysis on this. I'm taking the Panthers. Uh, Panthers for me. Excellent stuff. Ollie, we have managed to rattle through, and you can now get upstairs and get on with your real job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just a reminder gridiron-magazine.com forward slash after party get your tickets it's going to be brilliant uh, if the Washington Cincy game's terrible you can leave early and make sure you're with us if not get there in time for the later kickoffs. it's going to be brilliant get there in time for halfway through the early kickoffs. it's so easy to get to from Wembley Metropolitan Line to Euston Square little short walk I figured it to be 30 minutes door to door without the crowds so add on an extra 15 minutes for the crowds it's pretty good time it's definitely a 10 minute walk from Wembley Stadium to Wembley Park though yeah I'm telling you I did a thing and it said 32 minutes okay so that's pretty good be there well oh, whoa, whoa, it's gone up by two minutes already yeah I'm sorry I lied <laughs> I mean wow but still it's going to be brilliant come and join us there £10 free beer free magazine as well and spending some time with hundreds of other football fans enjoying some games of football it's going to be lots of fun Ollie and I will be there and we need to have a discussion about whether we're going to do a live podcast or not Ollie uh, let, yeah let's have that discussion at another time at Gridiron should we do a live podcast during the late games uh, that was, I've just signed my own death warrant haven't I yeah they're all going to say yes why would they say no also at Gridiron do you chew fruit gums the answer is yes I mean people do but they shouldn't no the answer is they should they're a chewy sweet they're not a chewy sweet they're, they're not a boiled sweet at grid- they do not have uh, the hard outside the have hard you, outside have required you put that out to be a sucky sweet have you put it out no because we were doing the show so 
it sh- it should be our fruit gums are che- our fruit gums meant to be chewed. Mm-mm. That's what it should be. It's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, get in touch with us at Gridiron on Twitter. Please do rate us, etc., on iTunes, on Stitcher, anywhere else that you listen to the show, because it all helps us out. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we'll be back on Tuesday early morning with a review of the weekend. This has been the Gridiron Show. <laughs> Carson Wentz may not be the messiah, but he's not a naughty boy. Three games into his NFL career, he's completing nearly 65% of all his passes for 769 yards, five touchdowns and zero interceptions. The ND State alum, uh, ND, has the Detroit Lions this week, a team who've already allowed 12 passing touchdowns and have intercepted opposing quarterbacks once. Only the vaunted New York Giants defence has fewer picks than this on the young season. Jameis Winston has alternated good-bad-good-bad this season, so by that rationale he's due a good one. However, he faces divisional rivals the Carolina Panthers. They have quarterback problems of their own, but you'd have to think their defence is probably a little bit angry at their current 1-3 position. Winston has at least two interceptions in two of his four games this season and has less than ten fantasy points in two of the four encounters as well. Terence West is the new starting running back in Baltimore after a 21-carry, 113-yard, one-touchdown outing against the Oakland Raiders last week. Justin Forsett was promptly released and tweeted out that he a three-down back could be had just inquire within. Which three down back are we talking about here, Justin? Because I don't think it's you. West has 54 carries for 232 yards and a score on the season and is facing the Washington Redskins on Sunday. Washington have allowed 4.9 yards per carry this season, 532 rushing yards have already been surrendered and 8 rushing touchdowns allowed, tied for most in the league. On the other side in this encounter is Matt Jones. He had a career day last week, but probably we should lean more towards the negative than the positive with Matt. In 17 games as a professional, he has 12 in which he has, he has reached less than 4 yards per carry. The Baltimore Ravens have allowed the third fewest fantasy points per game to running backs so far in 2016. Eric Decker's injury should lead to a bigger role in the New York Jets offence for Quincy Anunwa than he was already getting. The second most significant Quincy I've ever heard of, Quincy MD, got me through an awful lot of days at university, has at least seven targets and four catches in every game this season. A a wide receiver to consider sitting this week and maybe for weeks to come is Randall Cobb. He has seen in three games so far this season eight targets, seven targets and three targets and has six catches, five catches and one catch. His yardage is also going the wrong way with marks of 57, 42, 33 yards. He's yet to visit the end zone. In fact, since scoring three touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs in week three of last season, Cobb has just two scores in his next 16 games. He's also had less than 50 yards in 11 of those 16 games. 
While the matchup is potentially enticing against the pick-hungry New York Giants, the pattern is not good for Cobb to get back to the player we all drafted and 94% of NFL.com fantasy players currently own. It may be time to say bye-bye. It's Devon Sam here from LucasAid Sports Podcast, running the show. Check out this week's episode where we get to meet the one and only Anthony Joshua. Oh my goodness, do you think he wants to be friends with us now? Uh, yeah, mate, he, he told me that he wants to link up and have a bit of sparring. Yeah, sure he did. So head to all your podcast providers and click subscribe now. Also get in touch with us at LucasAid Sport using the hashtag running the show. You will not regret it.